Hey, hello, everybody. Welcome for another episode of Behind the Curtain. And today, Behind the Curtain, we have a visitor, a guest. His name is David Pistorelli. How do you pronounce your last name? Pistorelli. Pistorelli. That's a nice Irish name, Junior. huh? Junior. Okay, there's two of them. How it's about part of uh, Italian. Oh, of course it's Italian. Yes, I know that. Pistorelli. Sounds great. Anyway, we're already going through Lent right now and hope you're doing well and not getting discouraged or losing heart or losing steam, losing that momentum. And, you know, we all make resolutions, I guess, or promises or things we like to do for Lent. And right about this time, it's getting old and we may be tiring and we may uh, have faltered. Don't get discouraged. Just start all over again and keep at it. Keep at it. That's all. But the main thing is to grow, you know, closer to God and kinder to our <laughs> to each other, you know, in charity. All right. So whatever you make this to give anything up or do, it's the purpose of loving God more and also uh, being a better disciple and showing us by showing it by our actions. Anyway, I invited David here with us and um, he's a member here at St. Teresa Parish for how many years? For uh for my whole life, I'm 32 years so old. So this is your parish since you yes. were... Uh, mm -hmm. Okay, that's a long time. Yeah. Baptism, First Communion, First Reconciliation, Confirmation, oh, the whole wow. works. You got my mom and dad were also married. In this and they were parish. married here as well. But in just in a brief conversation not too long ago, you attributed, though, to your commitment to your faith in here, yeah. the Catholic mm -hmm. faith, was to a Father David. Am I right? Yes. Father David was a pastor here for about ooh, 12, 14 years, I think, or something like that. He was here a long time, and now he's taken on a bigger assignment there in Sanford at All Souls, doing wonderful work I hear. And so um, briefly, so you were, you know, brought in the Catholic faith, but yes, then you, mother. I think the Baptist Church was sort of luring you, or you my, curious uh, interest? When I was a young uh, teenager, uh -huh. I uh, had a friend, my my parents, unfortunately, um, aren't as strong, you know, in in practicing their faith. Okay. So I would often find myself, you know, going with a friend of mine uh, uh -huh. that was a neighbor. I would go to church with them, and you know, back, you know, at that age, I uh, it was more appealing because mm -hmm. you know it was more lively. Sure, you know, sure. Now, upbeat. how old were you at the time? Uh, I was, High I would school? say about 12. 12, 12, 12 13. 13 years mm -hmm. old, okay. And, you know, Catholic was more solemn as he went there. And with your friend, bless him for his encouragement, mm -hmm. his uh, outreach to you. And so you were curious. But then Father Dave influenced you. Yes, Father. So what exactly did Father David do for you? I mean, he, uh, you know, in uh, especially, you know, growing up in school, you know, I had, you know, I wasn't as self-confident because uh -huh. I was uh, bullied heavily oh, um, uh -huh. in, uh, in school. And, you know, he helped me, you know, build that confidence back up, you know, showing me, you know, the the gifts that I had that can be beneficial to the church. Okay. So he saw the good in you. Mm -hmm. He saw the good in you, gave you encouragement, felt better about yourself. And therefore you said, maybe I have a role. I can fit here in the Catholic church. Mm -hmm. I can, I have something to contribute. And so uh, we want to thank father David, who did that sort of quote behind the curtain. Mm -hmm. Right. 
it wasn't something that's publicized, noticed by has by many by anybody. Just is spending, you know, taking t- interest in you. Mm-hmm. And before we leave this topic, there's two things I like to point out to people. One, your friend who uh, had the you know a little bit of a courage, I guess, to invite you to his church. The invite's important. We we all know many people, perhaps, who have faith and fallen to from you know from the practice of it, no longer do it. Maybe never, or maybe never had any, you know, official practice of faith, and sometimes all it takes is an invitation, right? Absolutely. All it takes is an, it, all it takes is an invitation, and sometimes we think we have to know all the answers and be able to explain the faith, and you know, it's just hey, love you to come to church with me if you like, you know, right? And that's all it takes. So one, that's when we all learn, and secondly, with Father David, is to see the good in others and to be an encourager, as he was to you. Again, we think, well, they, they know that about themselves or, you know, and we don't offer the word of a encouragement and recommendation. And, you know, they don't have to be outstanding anything particular either, right? You know, something that's a person say, wow, that's pretty good. You know, have you thought of doing this? Have you know, we can use you here. And, you know, we all like to get a pat on the back because many people tell us what's wrong with us. Right. So true. Yeah. Many people are quick with that. Criticize, point out. It's human nature. It's human nature. And we're slow to, uh, right, to pat somebody in the back. And so anyway, thank you for that. And I just said that, you know, I think we all need to be reminded of how we have to be those two things, invite and be an encourager. Well, anyway, behind the curtain and in your role, too, again, here, this church is the you're someone who quote who will be behind the curtain. Uh, you don't you don't wear a collar and at the big position. You're not working. You're not part of the staff. Just a member mm-hmm. who is committed to your faith. I know a strong part of that is the uh, Legion of Mary. Yes, Father. Right. And a Legion of Mary quickly in a two or three sentences. What is the Legion of Mary for those who may be unfamiliar with it? A uh, one of my fellow legionaries. Um... One time uh, said to me, the best way to sum up uh, the work of the Legion of Mary is bringing leading souls back to God. Leading souls back to God. All right. And of course, by the title of the group, Legion of Mary, it's a strong devotion to our Blessed Mother, right? We are, yes. Yeah, that's very, that's most, most people, I think, Mm -hmm. Legion Mary, most notably is their love, you know, admiration, veneration of the Mother of Christ, Mother of the Son of God, Mary. So the rosary plays a big role. I think each meeting, every you say, meeting, every meeting, you say, recite every the rosary. Every meeting begins with the rosary. Um, I was in Legion of Mary back in college in the seminary. Uh, anyway, so uh, now is the Legion required to say the rosary, recite the rosary outside of meetings? Like, is that part of? Your- uh, yes, Father. Um, our auxiliary. We also have auxiliary membership, right. and their uh, requirements is to um, pray the Tessera daily. That's uh, our um, our prayers. Uh, you have certain prayers that you say, mm-hmm. and they're supposed to say it, but including the Rosary and the Rosary. So these are those who are part of Legion Mary, but mm-hmm. they're not able, or for whatever reason, to physically attend the meeting. But they mm-hmm. still they're part of your group. And the best thing they do is to offer their prayers. Yes, there are prayer warriors. Prayer warriors, exactly. And um, so they have to say the prayers every day. And those who physically attend, officially, they have to say the prayers too every day? Or? We uh, actually, um, the active membership, active we uh, 
we can pray uh, the rosary. A lot of us do pray the rosary daily, but um, it's not required. It's not required. Not required. Uh, there is one prayer cult. We call it the Katina. Katina. It's actually the um, uh, has a lot of the same uh, words with okay. the uh, Canticle right. of Mary and right, the right, Divine right. Office. Okay. And uh, we are required to do that uh, mm -hmm. every day. Okay. Um, oh, good. And right. we. That's good. Mm -hmm. All right. So we get the point. That's good. Wait a minute. Yeah. Um, now, the important thing you said, though, is leading others back to God, back yes, to Christ, ma correct? Mm -hmm. So, what, how exactly do you, you know, what methods, what do they do to bring others? A lot is, you know, evangelization. Mm. Our members uh, go out, visit the sick um, mm. in nursing homes, in hospitals, and, you know, you know, with the pandemic, you know, the yes, so whole landscape is kind of changed. Oh, so um, but we basically just be in a listening ear to those that uh, are <laughs> on the margins of, of life. Um, like, you know, we hear in scripture when the Lord said, uh, what you did for the least of my brothers and sisters, you did for me. Exactly. Exactly. Hope we're all familiar with that. So you guys evangelize nursing homes. Nursing right? homes. Uh, hospitals. Hospitals, private homes. Yes. Wow. Uh, yeah. We love to give out, you know, rosaries uh, and other literature. And you said one of the main things you offer these uh, people you visit mm -hmm. is a listening ear. Yes, Father. I want to share a quote from a David Augsburg, right? Being listened to is so close to being loved that most people cannot tell the difference. You hear that? Being listened to is so close to being loved that most people cannot tell the difference. Which means when we get, you know, visit people uh, and actually give them our time and our attention, not not advice necessarily, right? Simply to be heard, mm -hmm. to listen to. It is so close to being loved that that they can't tell the difference. It's like they're being loved. That's it. Mm -hmm. You know, and that that quote always struck me. So wow, because I know a priest who is ministry really. Uh, he just sits and listens, more or less listens. He doesn't offer a whole lot of, you know. And sometimes I spoke to him, I'm thinking, well, what the heck? <laughs> Tell me something, no? Just he gives you undivided attention. That, you know, again, I know if, if you have, uh, have experienced that, but I often I tell people, I may begin initiating, again, something that bothers me, a problem. And next thing I know, they're telling me, oh, I know what you mean. This is, and they tell me something in their life and sort of cut me off, you know? And I know they think it helps because they want to say, well, I know the, what you're going through. I do that, I'm, and I'm sure I, I do that as well, that we want to jump in, we want to give advice, we want to say something. But uh, sometimes the best thing is simply saying nothing and just listening, let the person speak. Because mm -hmm. it's hard to find someone who will listen, right? So good, so I'm, I'm, and again, I probably, you know, spending more time on that, but it just struck me when you said about the legion, what they do is mm -hmm. simply go, not simply, but going to be with people, often who people who live alone. Am I yes. right? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they live alone and uh, 
<laughs> they don't they don't often have uh, human contact, right? And sometimes you might be the only person they really get to uh, mm -hmm. to see or talk to, right? Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and I know we like to think of big things to do. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to solve problems, huge problems. I'm guilty of it. Big projects, and yet it begins with one person with another person, just being present, listening, and touching one life at a time. And that's what the, as you speak to me, that's what the Legion does. That's how they evangelize. It goes in listening to them, they're being loved. Okay, wow. So I know you just went to a nursing home today, is that right? We did. Yeah, oh good, good, you went there, so good. And you uh, go there often, I think, what, monthly, on a monthly basis? Yes, right? Father. Good, good, that's wonderful, nursing homes. Again, they go there and often they're left there you know, mm -hmm. and that's that's the end of it hmm. so very very good so evangelizing and i remember we had the festival here way back two years ago back in uh what was it uh, back in fall whatever it was november november of 1919 i think it was I mean, 2019 <laughs> excuse me 2019 and you guys were by the church Yes, Father. And anybody who was interested in seeing the church or getting out literature as well. Yes, Father. Now, we didn't have a huge crowd in attendance that day, uh, those days, a couple of days. It was just the first time we did it. So I don't know how that worked for you. Some people we did have uh, a decent oh, uh, amount of traffic. Oh, uh, nice, nice. Book boroughs are a, you know, a beautiful also way the Legion um, evangelizes because you know, people, you know, they can't sell those items, you know, that yeah, are blessed. So that's right. they'll give it to the Legion of Mary or to the parish who will right. we'll forward give, it. We'll give it to the Legion of Mary here. We don't want to do with it. We don't mm -hmm. want to clutter it. We don't want to throw, you know, we got to treat it with respect. Mm -hmm. And you perhaps know who can use these yes. better than we can. Distribute it as you see fit. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And it's yeah. free, you know, they can come out come browse you know yeah, what we yeah. have uh -huh. religious pictures rosaries scapulars and you lead us in, in legion mary are they still the ones leading in prayer before the mass on saturday is that we right? are father yeah, still doing that's a good thing that's a good thing before mass get people sort of yes. primed you know rather than just sit there looking staring you know and you know in a catholic church we try not to speak too much before and we're in mm -hmm. church which we have a different feel in the presence of God. I mean, we could greet people and say a word or two, but it's really not the place to carry on a conversation, you know? So, so as they wait, we like to pray together, lead people in prayer. And I know some, I know many look forward to that. It's part of their routine. They feel, well, I get, you know, touch, I get to go to mass, get to my rosary. I mean, they just feel, you know, this is a good, good a good way to spend the, this portion of my afternoon. Again, for those who may not be Catholic, we really mm -hmm. try to be quiet in church. Years ago, many, many years ago, it was like you didn't say a word, but now a little bit loosened up a little bit on that. We do want people to greet, say hi, how are you? But after that, you know, we try to, uh, you know. And so I've heard this expressed this way uh, before, before the Mass, before service, talk to God. During the service, God talks to you. After the service, talk to each other. So we come to church before we we talk to God. During the minute, God talks to us, and after service, when the people leave, then now you have time to socialize and touch base, talk to each other. By the way, how long have you been in the Legion of Mary? 
I um, was an auxiliary member actually for uh, close to uh, about 10, 11 years. Again, auxiliary uh, member is one who is not an active member yes. who promises to pray. That's what auxiliary yes. member, correct? Mm -hmm. They pray for the, the work, the mission of, of the legionary. That's what auxiliary. Okay, so you were doing that for uh, 10 years or so? Yes, Father. And then when did you become an active member? How long have you been an active member? Since uh, the sum, like the summer of 2018, I was. Oh, so it's a few I years then. Professed. Oh. Finally. So you went from auxiliary most of the time, and only a few years. You, what made you make the switch then? After all those years, what made you say, you know what? They finally accepted me. Oh, uh, you had to apply. How long did you have to wait? Uh, it's a six. Uh, once you um, would like to uh, join active membership, it's right. a six-month um, probation period. Okay, okay. So, but so it took you a while to to mm -hmm. uh, seek <laughs> membership. Mm -hmm. So now, and now you're the head. You look over the one here at, at Saint Teresa Church. Yes, Father. What's that title again? You're the uh, the president. President, Ooh. Mr. President. Excuse me. All right. And I we have a beautiful, uh, small but mighty uh, team uh, with me, uh, Sister Esmeralda, who oh, yes. was uh, yes. on this podcast a couple months ago. Now, just pause. Now, I noticed you said Sister Esmeralda. He's not referring to a quote a nun. You address each other as brother and sister. Brother and sister. Right. So that's, you know, the true other, other Christian brothers and sisters do that as well, the churches. So you have, uh, that's part of your uh, style, I guess, mm -hmm. whatever, your spirit that you would call each other sister. And they call you Brother David? Yes. Brother David. Now, do you call them that only within the meetings? Or let's say you see some, let's say you see Sister Esmeralda at Publix or some shopping. Does she say, hi, Sister Esmeralda? Or say, uh, it's sometimes we do uh, use the brother and sister uh, outside of the meetings, right. but when we're within the meeting, we're supposed within to the meeting, address sister, mm -hmm. brother, and any communication, I guess, dealing with Legion and Mary, mm -hmm. you would say, Sister Esmeralda will provide yes. talk, whatever mm -hmm. you would not say, Esmeralda. So, whenever you're talking about the actual work, it's the t sister and brother. That's correct, outside brother. of that, you don't. It's, I guess, your option. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. That's interesting. So you say, anyway, I interrupted you about having a small but mighty group, Sister Esmeralda. You going to listen to more for us? You just highlight her or what? <laughs> we also have uh, Sister Alice. Sister Alice, yes. She's very strong. Mm -hmm. they're, uh, they're a very... Uh, a very wonderful uh, team to have behind me. And that's Brother Tom? Yes, he actually visits us from uh, uh, the Presidium Our Lady of Sorrows at Blessed Trinity. Okay, so again, these those who are not familiar, Presidium means that's another group, another mm -hmm. you know group, but he decides to come down to beautiful Bellevue, be part of the group here. We'll leave that at that. We won't go yes, to but, each member. Mm -hmm. Now, um, you also play other roles in the church of service. Uh, what roles have you? Uh... I uh, have um, been a uh, Eucharistic minister. I started when I was uh, 16 years old. And you still are? I just father. Okay, well, commune, good. And then I had to wait till I was uh, 18 okay. to uh, 
be a Eucharistic minister to the sick. Okay, so you do both. You give out, help out now with a shortage of priests and numbers of people, so it works good. You give out communion, not only to those in church, but also to the, as you say, the homebound. That works well with the Legion of Mary. You, yes. know, you go to those places, and it's very helpful that you can do that. You were once an altar server, I believe, of many, many years. And, and anything else? Have you, have you lectured or anything like that? Or I have um, occasionally, okay. special occasions if they right. need me to, mm -hmm. to help out. Oh, good, good. That's wonderful. Now, in the Legion of Mary, are they required to do anything other than, are there any other expectations? For example, we have now what we call the Adoration Chapel, Prayer Chapel. Are which, they we are, to... which we, uh, it is a um, popular devotion right. um, and is not required, but uh, we do. Encouraged? It is encouraged. In fact, uh, all three of us uh, do uh, have a shift with our new adoration chapel. You have the same shift or you have different hours? Different hours. Oh, good, good, good. So thank you for that. Well, thank you for your work in ministry behind the scenes. I think we got to thank Father David who uh, spotted some, saw something in you and brought to your attention. And there, it if, you know, it became fruitful through a blessing to others. And so if someone's interested in joining the Legion of Mary here at their, you know, let's say just here for now, for, here at St. Teresa and Bellevue, what, would they, what should they do? Uh, they can uh, reach uh, the office. Just and, call the church office? Mm -hmm. Yes. Father. And they will... Hook you got you know contact you mm -hmm. with them okay so you're interested and, then and you... if uh, we're here uh, at uh, two p.m. on uh, Friday afternoon Friday for our meetings. You, you meet on Friday afternoons at two mm -hmm. o'clock and if you come to the grounds it's at the library mm -hmm. but you're not sure we someone would direct you there right by the main office and uh, so it's two p.m. they meet every fr every Friday yes father for an hour or so would you say yes so it's an hour of your mm -hmm. time. And you have a chance to pray and then reflect and plan your mission, your work, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the objectives of the group. So I know they're more than welcome. Uh, you'd be more than welcome to yes, join. Absolutely. For new members, one more people who can evangelize, especially if you uh, have a heart to visit the sick, uh, the homebound, you know. And if you're a good listener, hmm? but that's not limited to that only. Maybe no. you have a certain calling that you can also incorporate. Absolutely. You, you just want to use your, you know, your outreach, but with a, what we would say, a Marian heart, meaning the Blessed Mother, who was uh, humble, who served, who was the handmaid, the servant of the Lord. Absolutely. And that's what they want to share. So if you, that fits you, I want to be a servant of the Lord. I, I don't need to be in the, the you know, the up front. Just want to serve God behind the curtain in a way. Just doing my work behind the curtain, working with those who are often forgotten about or ignored. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate yes, it. Yes, thank you, Father. Uh, very, very well, very well. As I said, I was in the Legion of Mary back in college, and uh, we had, didn't have a huge group either. We had about five or six members, and each one had a special office, you know. Mm -hmm. I was in it for four years. I never got an office. Guys, during freshman, I was in college. I never. It was Brother Joe Trainer, who was a saint, by the way. Truly, I mean, he was a saint. He was devoted. He, uh, he was in charge of the laundry cleaning you know washing mm -hmm. the clothes of all the brothers and priests oh wow that's a lot yeah we were that's you know, a that's a job it was a job it was a job he did with great humility and love he loved the blessed mother and then he was there for many many years at college that was his role 
imagine. And lucky because I was in the Legion of Mary, so I would get little favors from him. I had a baseball team, and he found me uniforms. He would take, you know, help me out because I was in the Legion. And then after many, many, many years, he was sent to East, down the east side of New York City, and he would go to uh, the jails, went to Bellevue. He would visit the jails. A very holy man, a very holy man. And so I was part of the Legion of Mary simply to, because I liked him, I admired him, you know. It was just just being with him, Brother Joe Trana, and he would you know when he worked in laundry folding clothes he would he'd be praying, he would be praying you know that that's what he would do he was a man of prayer, and you know it's quite humbling, your adult having to clean clothes of guys college kids you know that, but he did in great faith, devout and holy man, so when you whenever you say Legion of Mary that's who I think of, guy was a saint really, anyway. So bless you and bless all those. And again, I encourage you perhaps to make this maybe a calling where you might feel I can do this, okay? So good Lord bless and keep you. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. amen.